Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you are joining me today for another great episode to help you up your game in talent development and take your career to the next level. Today, we're talking about creating a great leadership development program and thinking about how do you define what an organization needs, looking at where they are, defining the gaps figuring out the objectives, connecting those to organizational strategy, and then creating not just a workshop or an experience, but an entire learning journey that allows people allows people to learn and to practice so that they can really reinforce the learning and get better at what they're doing and become better leaders. And this is especially important for those who don't have experience managing others or leading others. And today is a unique episode because I'm interviewing not one but two people, a team from a company called OpFi. Their names are Mackenzie Saunders and Aaron Killingsworth Walker. And Mackenzie is a learning and development lead at OpFi, which is a leading financial technology platform that powers banks to help the everyday consumer gain access to credit. And the company recently went public, which makes for an interesting conversation. And I'm joined by McKenzie's manager, Aaron Kellingsworth-Walker, who is a senior manager of learning and development at the same organization. And they come at it from different experience, but have made, I think, a really great team in how they collaborate and work together. And I wanted to have both of them on to share their perspectives because McKenzie is a member of our talent development think tank community. I think Aaron is joining us soon. And a couple of people have talked with McKenzie and been really impressed with what she shared about the program that they put together at OpFi and recommended that I interview her and get some of that information out there. And what I've learned 
is, you know, I like giving a lot of different information, advice, education, inspiration on this podcast. And sometimes we get really philosophical with approaches to talent development and things like that. And I think it's valuable every now and then to really dig into the details of a program that a company is putting together. And you may not do it the exact same way, but my hope is that you'll get inspiration from this to look at what they're doing and say, oh yeah, we want to put something in place like that, or we already did that, or you know, you could feel good about what you're doing, or maybe get some ideas for things, other things you want to do when it comes to leadership development or other talent development programs inside your organization. So I think this interview is going to be useful for you if you're in talent development, leadership development, learning and development at all. By the way, I mentioned that McKinsey is a member of the talent development think tank community. That's the community I run for talent development professionals, learning and development professionals. We have live meetings every Wednesday. We bring in guest speakers to talk about topics like career development, leadership development, talent development, how we can get better in talent development. And if you don't have a place like that where you can learn from others, connect with others, I'd love for you to come check out the community. Our website is talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. You can find all the information there and you can sign up and pay either monthly or save a little bit of money by paying annually. All right. In this interview, as I mentioned, we're talking all about developing a great emerging leader leadership development program, helping people become leaders for the first time. We're talking about assessing gaps, designing learning journeys, aligning with organizational goals, and meeting learners where they are. So without further ado, here is my interview with Mackenzie Saunders and Aaron Kellingsworth-Walker from OpFi. Enjoy. Okay, I'm joined now by Mackenzie Saunders and Erin Killingsworth-Walker from OpFi. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's, I was yeah. saying to you before we started recording, it's been a while since I've recorded an interview with more than one person, two people at once. So hopefully we can coordinate this and, and things will go well, but I'm excited about it because it also, you two work together as a team, can provide some different, maybe some different perspectives, complement each other on what's been happening. And I understand, you know, you both work for OpFi, which recently went public, became a public company, right? And, and changed the name slightly. Maybe we could start there. What has that been like going through this transformation from private to public company? Aaron, I'll, I'll start with you. I joined the company at a very exciting time, just like a couple weeks kind of from um, before we went public. And it's really been exciting for me because one of the things that our CEO says and continues to say is that what got us here is not what's going to continue to help us grow mm. um, as a company and achieve the things um, that we want to achieve in our business. And with that being said, to me, it was just a, a light shining of opportunities for growth and development and kind of digging into where we'll be in the next five years, the next 10 years, and making sure that we're able to equip employees as well as leaders with the key skills that they'll need to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Right. What got you here is not necessarily going to get you there. Things are going to be changing. And Aaron, just a quick background, like what does your career look like to get you to this point? How did you get into talent development? Yeah, so I've been in the industry probably now um, for about 15 years or so. I started in the healthcare um, industry um, with kind of general learning development, organizational development. And it was a great experience because I got a great foundation in terms of you know best practices and, and key processes in that. After leaving there, I went to a legal tech company, which was another great experience. Uh, my entrance into kind of the tech world, tech, tech environment, and kind of the opportunities um, that come with 
creating learning and development plans in this fast paced kind of tech environment. Um, in that space, I was primarily focused, focused on leadership development. Um, now coming to OpFi, um, I have the great opportunity of um, focusing on the full life cycle of employees um, and developing in a, um, innovative programs and experiences to make sure um, that our talent is able to grow and develop um, fast and reach their career goals and objectives. Okay, very cool. And so your your role today is, uh, can you tell me that again? What, what is your role at Opfi now? Yeah, so I'm the senior manager um, of learning and development. And I have the great honor of having Kinsey on my team, uh, joining Opfi and just meeting her and seeing all the work and things that she already had begun to put in place. It was just so inspiring and it provided an opportunity for me to really hit the ground running, understand what we we're currently doing and the things that we had in place, provide you know, suggestions to really kind of optimize that and enhance that. And together we are really working on our strategy around how we will step forward into 2022 with a bang. I like it. Excited for a big 2022 and a great intro for you, Mackenzie. What, um, what has your experience been like going through? I think you've been working for Op5 for a while now, right? Going through this experience of going public and, and what are you focused on in your role? Definitely focused on our strategy for 2022. It's been awesome having Aaron come in and kind of fill the gaps for me because I started out at the uh, op loans at the time as a loan advocate. So I really had just come out of college, didn't really know what I wanted to do and just kind of worked my way up over the years. So um, after the uh, loan advocate role, I stepped into a technical training position and that's kind of where my love for uh, learning and development kind of first started. So my experience has just been kind of like putting things together, just taking things that I've been hearing that I work at other organizations and just kind of putting that together. But I was really missing that strategy piece. And when Erin came on, like she was really able to kind of help me identify like what the focus areas are for the organization and how we're actually going to get there. So this whole change from going private to public has been really invigorating for me. And the coolest thing about it is that we had such an awesome culture and we still have that awesome culture, which I think is so unique and special to still be a public company and still have those tight knit relationships and connections and being able to kind of grow together. So um, it's been a really challenging yet fulfilling time. Of, yeah, of absolutely. My so speaking of the strategy part, how would you describe OpFi's approach or philosophy towards talent development at this point in time? Erin, you want to go? Sure. Well, I can start and, and Kenzie um, jump in. What we're really trying to do is kind of develop our employees and leaders faster, really providing experiences that are aligned to um, our core objectives and really getting people to really own their careers, having the time and space to really think about what their career aspirations are aligned to the business, understanding the fullness of our business and our products and our customers and the needs of our customers and be able to create experiences um, to get them where they want to go. And I say experiences because a lot of times you know, people think of, you know, training and learning in a session and that, mm -hmm. but we've really embraced 
um, the opportunities to have kind of the formal training, but also think about kind of what are those other experiences and ways that people can apply what they're learning, get feedback. We have a rich feedback culture at OpFi so that they can continue to grow and develop because that's where you really see the behavior change and you're able to kind of see um, the difference in the way that people are, show, are able to show up at work, um, apply the things that they've learned and then create value for the organization. I like that. Um, Kenzie, anything you'd add to that? I think the only thing I'd really add is getting, like we got really clear about the expectations from an employee and leadership level. And I think that really helps people get clear about what they're supposed to deliver on. And then as a L&D team, we come in with the tools, the models and the resources to help them expedite their development and get, get to where they're trying to go and and be able to feel confident that they can own their, their own professional development. Um, and your book has been a tremendous help in getting me to um, kind of experience like what that's about so I can continue to relay those messages to our employees and you know get them to know that it is possible and you can reach your goals. Absolutely, and that you're in more control than you think. Aaron, I'm glad you mentioned owning your career and Kenzie, I think you I appreciate you mentioning the book and. Of course, I want to get that in front of more people and help people really own their careers. And I'm seeing a lot of organizations that are shifting towards that. Like we're going to provide as much as we can for you, but you've got to meet us halfway, right? You've got to take some initiative and, and take ownership and, and responsibility for your own career. Aaron, you mentioned a rich feedback culture, which really helps people grow and develop. And I used to work for an organization that had a very big feedback culture, and it helped me a lot in my own development. It was hard sometimes mm. getting all that feedback, right? But mm. was helpful. I think a lot of companies strive for that, but don't really have it. Can you share any insights on how you cultivate a culture like that? I know you haven't been there that long, Aaron, but to mm -hmm. create a culture like that and really sustain it so that people are giving and receiving feedback in the right way on a regular basis. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we have the formal processes kind of in place, you know, like throughout our performance management system and that but we also have um, systems set up for people to give just-in-time feedback, feedback aligned to our core values. And then we also have a recognition program where when you do receive feedback, it puts you um, in a group of folks that can potentially get awarded um, dollars to give to a charitable organization. So um, we have programs and in processes like that. Um, in addition to that, we have a framework that we put in front of everybody as much as we possibly can, kind of a model to, um, to give feedback. Um, we, it, we encourage our leaders to request feedback even in just our one-on-one -on -one conversations as well as provide feedback. So we have we touch it from a lot of different ways, um, and we give people the tools um, and resources and frameworks that they need to do it well. I like it. Yeah, it's really important to be not only providing those tools and resources, but continue to reinforce that. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want to talk about leadership development. Uh, you, you've recently developed an emerging leaders program, and maybe there's some other programs you can tell us about. And I've heard really great things, and I'd love to dig into that to share some details to maybe help and inspire others who are working on different leadership development programs for their own company. So can you start by talking about 
what was the background and, and the need or the reason for creating this program? And, and how do you look at things like that to decide, you know, you mentioned experiences earlier, Aaron, do we need to create mm -hmm. something new or can we leverage existing resources, right? And taking mm -hmm. that consultative approach. Sure, I'm happy to start and Kenzie, you can definitely um, jump in at any point. Um, when I arrived at OpFi, McKenzie had already designed this amazing um, program that we call Leadership 101. And it was really focused on foundational leader skills. And, and I would say a majority of our leaders at the organization went through that program this year. And it really equipped them with a, definitely an understanding of our leadership expectations um, and foundational skills and tools and resources that they can leverage as leaders in order to um, show up and be the leaders um, that they want to be. And most of all, um, demonstrate the behaviors that are expected of them as by leaders. So that was already in place to your point of kind of leveraging resources that um, we currently have. So when I joined, I met with lots of leaders across the organization. And one of the thing, themes that continued to come up was that we have kind of informal leaders across the organization that do not, may not have direct kind of management responsibilities or, you know, direct leadership responsibilities. However, they are leaders in the organization because they are helping to lead teams. They're leading, leading cross-functional initiatives. They're leading pro, um, projects. Our um, BRG leaders, so our business resource group leaders. So these are folks across the organization that although they don't have those formal responsibilities, they are showing up as leaders um, in the organization. The other piece to that is that there was also the opportunity to help to kind of strengthen the pipeline of leaders in the organization. As we look at our talent, as we look at those that aspire to be people leaders, giving them that opportunity to first say, okay, I have to do this as a leader. I have to do that. Mm, I don't know. Is this what I really want to do? This is before they actually get in that leadership role. And then for those where this might be their first time, you know, if they were promoted into a role, there might be this might be their first time being a leader. Mm -hmm. so, so our goal here was to really equip this population of folks with some of those key foundational leadership skills, principles, ideas that they could learn about, discuss, go through different experiential activities, using and leveraging them to really kind of understand them and um, get those foundational leadership skills and practice them um, in the work that they do um, every day. So with that, we were able to leverage the Leadership 101 program that McKinsey had already designed. And then we just put a spin on it and kind of tweaked it a little bit so that it would be more aligned with this Emerging Leaders program. Um, so like one of the, the pieces that we put in was really around influencing without authority. Because these leaders, you know, they don't necessarily have that formal, you know, authority or role, mm -hmm. but having the, the, the power to really engage people and inspire them and influence them in a different way. So that's just one example of a piece that we 
um, added. And so we made those shifts and then we were able to pilot the program this year and it was very successful. We had the program, they um, read a book together and then they did um, a share back exercise at the end where they were really able to demonstrate all of the different things that they learned throughout the program. I like it. So you had the foundation in place and I wanna ask you Mackenzie about that. And then you came in and you mentioned doing interviews, talking with different managers across the organization, which I'm, I'm glad to hear. You don't just come in and pretend, well, I know what they need, right? You go out and actually talk to people and understand what they're doing, what leadership, effective leadership looks like at OpFi, where people are not really doing very well and how you might be able to help them. Mackenzie, you were involved in, in setting up the foundation of this program. Uh, how did this come about? What, what do you look at to say, okay, we definitely need some type of program here to help our, our leaders besides the obvious one, which is that I think one of the biggest challenges I've seen in talent development leadership over the years is so many people get promoted to manager without having any idea what it means to be a manager, right? So is that kind of the, the foundation for this? You're spot on. That's exactly what happened. So, and again, like we were coming out of startup mode. So we were, you know, doing what needed to be done. And we had gotten to a point where we're like, hey, we need manager training. Like we need some sort of development program for our leaders. So, um, and of course it was smack dab in the middle of our pandemic. So um, I had just joined um, the, the talent development team at the time of, of one. And so really what I did is I just had to immerse myself into external research and internal research. And so that external research was joining the talent development think tank community and taking the instructional design course through ADT to get like that knowledge and then conducting a lot of focus groups and interviews with um, the leaders across the organization to figure out, okay, this is what organizations are doing um, that are best practices, but what's actually feasible for us with, since we're going public, we have limited bandwidth and we have experience that ranges all across the organization from um, leadership experience. And so just kind of combining those two is what really helped set the curriculum. Um, and I also had an advantage of being in the onboarding role and also that, um, that technical training role where I just knew everybody. And I had that rapport where I could really sit down and dig in and ask really tough questions and get really honest answers. Um, so that is really what helped, um, helped us decide and land on what the objectives were going to be. So that led to a four workshop training program that were two hours long. And they, we purposely staggered them to be bi-weekly so that people would have that off week mm -hmm. to take what they were learning and actually apply it. And one of the things that we did tweak for the emerging leaders program was instead of having that entire off week, we had a learning circle where they actually were talking about what was working, what wasn't working and being able to talk with their, their cohorts about those, um, those opportunities and mistakes. And uh, we call them brilliance and blunders. So that is kind of what put the inspiring leadership 101 uh, program on the map was just knowing it was time to put something in place, yep. but really making sure it was going to make an impact. Mackenzie, can you talk a little bit more about how you look at assessing the gaps and, you know, where people are versus where you want them to be for something like this? Yeah, I think the thing that was my advice to anybody who's trying to launch a leadership development program, like for the first time, or um, that's fairly new, is really sit down with people and assess what they think that their gaps are, because awareness is not always there for everybody. So what was step one was 
you know, getting clear with our senior leadership team about what do we expect of our leaders? That was definitely step one that I skipped. And so that's what I would go back and change is making sure that the expectations were there first, because I was trying to please everybody with what they thought was expected of them. So that was really challenging and, you know, um, definitely a good thing to reflect on um, and take that to learn, take that and apply it in the future is make sure you know what the company is expecting of the leaders first and then go in and really interview people, um, gauge their awareness and get feedback from their managers and their peers. And then that really will help you identify like what models are the um, are going to be the most effective and simple to use. What job aids and tools can we create for them to put this into action? And then how can we evaluate that um, it's actually working? So again, we are really rich in feedback. So that's kind of how we measure a lot of our effectiveness is through feedback. Uh, which is great. I mean, I think with that culture, right, uh, you probably have people that are more open and willing to share what their thoughts are on where things are going, what the gaps are, and, and share that feedback. And and Aaron, I wonder if you could expound on that a little bit, because you came in and started doing some of those interviews and talking to people, right, to figure out, okay, where are people now? Where do they need or want to be? And how do we define what these gaps are so that we create the right experiences to get them there? Yeah, so when I joined, it was actually part of kind of my onboarding, and it was to really meet with leaders across the organization, employees across the organization, just to really understand the business and understand kind of um, our business objectives, the experience of experiences of employees. And that was really um, a rich experience for me because what I've learned in my experience um, in learning and development is that sometimes the things that people think that they want or the things that they ask for are not necessarily truly the root cause and the right. things that they need. <laughs> right. So um, kind of with uh, Mackenzie sharing the information and insights that um, she had, you know, at the initial design of the Leadership 101 program, and then me understanding the, the, the climate and environment of our um, company after just going public, meeting with employees across the business, and, and meeting with leaders that definitely um, helped us to kind of identify focus areas where we need to continue to grow and help to kind of shape our strategy moving forward. COVID-19 pandemic and 2020 changed everything in business and talent development. Almost overnight, companies were forced to figure out how to engage their employees remotely and run their development programs virtually. Luckily, Advantage Performance Group has been running a webinar series and releasing free resources throughout the last year and beyond. Advantage is a proud sponsor of the Talent Development Hot Seat, known for creating learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps leaders lead, sellers sell, and businesses flourish. To join our webinar series and find more of our free resources, just head on over to AdvantagePerformance.com. That's AdvantagePerformance.com. Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned uh, experiences before, workshops, different parts of this, and really it sounds like you've created a bit of a learning journey to help people mm -hmm. understand what it means to be a manager, what skills they might need, uh, how they can improve and become a great or better manager, which is probably the most important factor in keeping that great culture in place, right? And, and keeping mm -hmm. that feedback culture going. Uh, so how did you go about, or, or can you maybe break down what are some of the components of that 
learning journey. I know you mentioned the, the four-part workshop. What else is in there? What are some of the components that are working really well on this journey? So it was helpful because we kind of derived it from our core values, but really our focus is around, you know, inspiring trust, being a great coach, making the right calls. So making sure you're being equitable with your decisions that you're making and making sure you're getting buy-in. And then also um, a big stretch for us this year was setting bold goals. So implementing the OKR model and really um, encouraging everyone at the organization to set OKRs. Um, that was, those were our four main focus areas as part of that learning journey for both inspiring, like the leadership 101 and the emerging leaders. And then Aaron has really come in with really cool learning journeys for all employees of all levels um, for 2020, 20, for 2022. Uh, that's a mouthful. So um, yeah, I would love for Aaron to talk about that too, but really those are the four main um, components of our learning journey. So Aaron, what would you yeah. add about the uh, about the learning journey itself? Yeah, so um, again, I think that that was a, a great opportunity for us to kind of really set the foundation um, for our leaders. And we will still be leveraging um, that program moving forward for kind of new leaders as they join the organization or are promoted to leadership roles. But um, as it, again, as I mentioned, kind of through the interviewing and kind of really at thinking about what are the things that are really going to take us to the next level? What are the, the challenges that we're, you know, facing kind of internally, externally, and how can we continue to grow? We've identified three areas that we're going to focus on in 2022, and we've mapped learning journeys around each one. So the first one is navigating ambiguity. So I know that that's big, right? So it's navigating business ambiguity, it's navigating your career, it's navigating, you know, in the sense of innovation and growth and what are the different things that we do to make sure that we are not just meeting the needs of our, our, our customers, but that we're being innovative and that we're trailblazers and that we're leading in the industry. So that'll be the first topic. The um, Next one is around kind of building trust. And again, all of these, we will have programming at all levels um, in the organization, but that's building trust within our team, building trust as a leader, building trust even externally, you know, with our customers. So what are the things that we do, the practices that we do, what are the things that help us to kind of raise the bar? Um, because, you know, the industry studies show that you can do things at a higher impact and faster once you've established kind of those trusting relationships. So we'll be uh, focusing on that. And then the last focus area is around championing change, right? So if we haven't learned anything else in the past couple of years, yeah. we know that we need to be able to kind of pivot in a, in a minute, right? Yeah. And be able to understand that, you know, as an organization, we're growing, there's new needs and that. So how do we respond and, and pivot quickly and understand not just the processes of change management in that, but also understand how to truly lead people through change. So, you know, when someone just learns of the change, you know, 
how do we help them navigate that? How do we help them move through each of the different phases to the point where they can embrace it and, and move on? You know, how do we as leaders um, get new information and be able to really understand it, ask the questions that we need to ask so that we have the clarity that we need so that we can clearly and transparently communicate um, those messages to our teams, understand the impacts and anticipate any questions they may have and effectively manage the changes that we have. So those are kind of the three focus areas that we are going to focus on in 2022. And like I mentioned earlier, we're going to, we have learning journeys for every level of employee in the organization that will help walk through those three areas. Very cool. So this is something that is impacting and accessible to just about everyone. Is that that fair to say? I kind of wanted to ask about the, the DEI component, the inclusivity, of course, and like, who is this open and available to? And, and if, if people want help, can they get it? Yes, absolutely. We'll have opportunities available to everyone in the organization. And I just want to pause to say that, you know, when we think about DEI OPI, we weave it into everything mm. that we do. So as we look at our recruiting practices, our talent practices, our performance management practices, our learning and development, as we even look at how we develop products and services for our customers, DEI is woven through everything that we do, and that's who we are. So we um, definitely elevate that um, in all of those those different um, ways. I love to hear that. You know, I think in the the old days of like, oh, DEI is just a department over there somewhere in HR, versus the new way of it's integrated into everything, which is the way it needs to be, right? To actually truly make an impact, which I love. One of the last things I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned earlier people getting to practice some of those leadership skills. Uh, what does that practice look like? How do people get a chance to practice? And we're talking about the Emerging Leaders Program. Yeah. And how, yeah, so we encourage, like a good example today, like right after this, um, I'm helping our customer advocate who they deal with our collections, helping them build confidence in dealing with difficult call interactions. So what I did was I built them a template and then the team leads who just went through that Emerging Leaders Program, they're facilitating it. So I'm going to be observing and like watching them get those, that practice. And then I'll provide them with some coaching on like, you know, here's how you could pull in some people who weren't as engaged, or here's how you could practice a little more inclusive leadership and, you know, pulling in some of the things that they learned from that program. And we had like, they do working style sheet to build a more inclusive working environment um, and, you know, pulling tidbits from that. Okay. You know, that Susan is more of um, an introverted thinker. So you let her have that time to pause and think before you call on her things of that like nature where they're going to get those experiences leading their own teams i would say definitely kind of with our business resource groups mm -hmm. um, as they're looking and doing their planning for 2022 you know the leaders are able to leverage kind of the elements of um, creating bold goals and that as they look at um, 2022. Um, and they're definitely also able to leverage a lot of those leadership skills with those who also volunteer and participate um, with the group. So, Excellent. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, measuring results. How do you know 
if things are successful, you mentioned the pilot was very successful. How do you think mm-hmm. about measuring the impact of this so that you can go back to your leadership team and say, hey, we put this thing together. This is working. Aaron, you want to yeah, start? Sure, I can definitely start. And um, one of the things that uh, Kenzie and I have been discussing is how do we continue to elevate our ability to um, evaluate our programs um, at kind of the level four. So we do a great job with kind of our level one evaluations, you know, getting reactions throughout the program. We have lots of opportunities to kind of assess and, you know, ask questions and, you know, get people to kind of demonstrate that they have an understanding of the learning. But one of the things that we're really focused on is really being able to understand kind of that level four evaluation. So measuring the impact of the training kind of to behavior change, impact on the business and really kind of the ROI. So we're really working closely kind of with our talent leader and our CHRO to really understand kind of what are the you know priorities or 22 priorities for um, our people team? What are the key um, metrics that we are going to leverage to determine success and kind of tying our program to those metrics so that we're able to evaluate it? And then just taking that a step um, forward, one of the things that um, I've also been discussing with our talent leader is, you know, as we finalize kind of our goal, our business goals kind of for um, the next year or two, how can we continue to establish learning and development as a strategic business partner and learn more about kind of how the work that we do can even tie, you know, tie back to those business um, goals and metrics as well. Yeah, so important to be aware of the company strategy and be able to tie the work you're doing right into that so that you can be seen as more an important part of the business versus just this cost center mm-hmm. that's over there. Sometimes we invest in training, sometimes we don't. Kenzie, anything you'd add to that? I think Aaron just summed it up really nicely. Um, just focusing on our focus really is on like, how are we going to measure behavioral change? And also just we discussed doing 360 reviews and getting um, having people provide feedback on their managers from all different levels. So that'll be hopefully something we can incorporate this year. Uh, well, it sounds great. Well, we've covered a lot of ground in this interview talking about you know the philosophy on talent and uh, your experience going through and becoming a public company, the feedback culture, the leadership program you've been putting together, the different types of leaders that you're impacting there, strengthening the pipeline of leaders, as well as helping first-time leaders. We talked about practicing leadership skills, tweaking the program, the, the pilot, reading books together. I'm just looking at all my notes, <laughs> you know, the four workshop training program, assessing gaps, uh, breaking down the learning journey. We talked about your values and the areas of focus for 2022, the importance of weaving DEI in throughout the learning journey and everything that you do, well as measuring success and impact. So Aaron McKenzie, thank you so much for coming on to share all of the details and your experience from your Emerging Leader Program and everything that you're doing there at OutFi. Sounds like a, a great program and I'm glad we got a chance to share with our listeners. So uh, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Yes, thanks so much for that opportunity. This has been great.
All right. Take care. All right. That will do it for my interview with Mackenzie Saunders and Aaron Kellingsworth Walker on designing an effective emerging leaders program at OpFi. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got some ideas. Hope you got some inspiration. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Mackenzie is a member of our talent development think tank community. We're probably going to be doing a call about this subject soon. We do a live call every Wednesday on Zoom. You don't have to join all of them, but if you remember the community, you have access to all of them, not only the live calls, but the recordings as well as our private podcast for members only and our private Slack channel where we're having conversations. People ask questions all the time about things that they're creating, new learning programs, and get input from others. We're all about sharing best practices and helping each other solve real problems in talent development. It is all about providing value to people and helping them get better in the work that they're doing. If you are interested in finding out more information, you can go to our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. And everything is right there, all the info on the community, as well as a way to sign up. And again, you can either sign up and pay monthly or you can pay for the year and save a little bit of money. You can also click a link there and book time with me on my calendar. If you have some questions, you want to discuss it first, see if it's a good fit. I like to talk with everybody who comes into the community anyway to make sure I know them and I know what their goals are, what they're working on, what they're doing to see if I can connect them with someone to help them. That is what I'm all about. I see myself as a connector and I try to live that every day. I also want to mention, remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is a professional services firm dedicated to providing a continuous stream of creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. We help organizations develop great people. And you can find out more by going to the Advantage website, advantageperformance.com. You can click on solutions, insights, and even free resources, which includes a page for this podcast. All right. Thank you again for listening. I do truly appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you sharing this with others, posting on LinkedIn, whatever you've been doing. A lot of you have been supporting the show for quite some time. And I appreciate you for listening, for sharing, and for striving to do and be the best at what you can do and be. So thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.